what is up guys welcome back to the stoner thoughts podcast and i've been having a weird night let me kick it off with the fact that like on youtube yet again i started watching like some minecraft hardcore videos because i've beaten regular minecraft and i was thinking about playing minecraft hardcore and somehow i got from that to elden ring to space to space exploration to psychedelics to alternate like dmt trip realities and Yet again, space is my favorite thing in fucking existence. Alright, so let me let me just put that out there. Space is my favorite thing in fucking existence. Like, there is nothing that I would rather do if I was able than go on, like, a cruise in a spaceship. Imagine hotboxing a spaceship. I mean, it's gonna smell like weed forever, but come on. Wouldn't you be amazed to, like, get stoned and go sail through a sea of stars? Like, how cool would that be? So, what I was thinking about this week was yet again, like weird facts about space right so like this one this one person that i was reading a post from on reddit stated that it has been scientifically proven that if we were to reduce light pollution by like 60 percent that means me looking out here in my in my courtyard that would mean like leaving on like two big lights throughout the entire complex where i'm looking maybe like one or two little lights excuse me like the building lights like the porch lights and like that would be cutting back light pollution by like 60%. You would if we did that everywhere, you would be able to see like a billion times more stars. Like cuz right now like I'm looking up and I can only see like a few stars. And I already know it's gotten worse since I was a kid out here cuz when I was a kid out here, a lot of these apartment complexes and like country clubs with these big bright lights everywhere didn't fucking exist. It was all just desert and like you could drive out into the desert you still can in some places but like you could drive out into the desert and look up at the night sky and it was just beautiful like if you ever if you've never been to joshua tree first off watch out for skinwalkers uh second go to joshua tree camp out there and just look up at the sky through like a, t- a decent telescope and you'd be amazed what the sky looks like when there is no start or not no stars when there's no lights to block out the stars sorry i wrote a bullshit script for this episode while i'm high so i'm now just gonna ad lib it but first a hit from the bong holy crap that is just what i needed right now So back on my star theory thing, like talking about the stars, right? If you could sail out into space, think about this. All of those like super HD galaxy pictures are taken from a a fraction of a much bigger picture. (coughs) With like a wide open lens letting all that light and detail in. And like, I think they, uh, they reverse the imaging somehow there's some refinement process to it for sure i keep getting bit by mosquitoes tonight i really hate summertime right here but anyways so that picture is like a single pixel from a much bigger picture and it's from like hundreds of thousands of miles away like billions of miles away it's crazy to think that like if we could go out into space and we see how big those things are from like a certain measured distance far away 
Here's a trippy thought for you. What happens if we're wrong? What happens if they're actually like much, much, much closer and we just don't realize it because we're like, well, if it's that big and the light's coming at us this fast, this is the calculation how far it is. But what if like in some way you just look up in the sky one night and there you can just see another galaxy just right there, just like the posters I have on my wall, just like, you know, people have put in paintings and things like that. Like, what if you just looked up and you could see another nebula? I mean, I'm sure like, some light from those nebulas reaches Earth at some point, if not erupted. I need smoke more for this one. So think about it like this. If you could go and just explore the stars, even before you reach like the next star system, I'm pretty sure you'd be dead. It's too many years. We don't really live long enough to explore the star system in real time. Because nobody's gonna sit still for like 600 and something regular years just to get to like a certain location. There would have to be some kind of like cryo-freezing. Time would cease to matter. Human lives would cease to matter because think about it. If you're going into cryostasis and you know you're going into stasis for like 650 years you know when you come out everything is going to be different everything is going to be insane there would be no way to uphold rules like let's say you have a, a leader of the known universe who's traveling from one point to another point and they have to schedule his meeting in real time this is where like this is where like warp speed and light speed come into play in real time you would have been dead millennia before you reached your location That with the constant like changing of like hands and like titles and universes and the way things alternate. What happens if you're on a superior advanced vessel and you crash on a planet that has somehow reset itself back to like the Paleolithic age? There would be no resources, no one to talk to. You'd be there. You'd only have like your ship, your crew from your ship. And you'd basically have to start all over. And at that point in time, do we ever lose our basic human survival instincts? Because I think our survival instincts would be different. They would change. You'd be like, avoid meteors, avoid black holes, avoid starvation. But if you're traveling the universe in real time, there's only so far you can go in any given direction before the human lifespan runs out. But think about it, you go 250 years in the future, that's new presidents, that's new politics, that's new countries, that's new wars, fought, won, lost, already over. So how do you fix that problem? Like in Star Wars, traveling at light speed. Basically, here's, the, here's my theory on how like accelerating a ship to that fast would have to work and even this is we're talking more like local close planets in a single big solar system like cluster for this hypothetical situation you could slingshot yourself around planets and achieve enough inertia and force to jettison your vessel forward at a faster rate than normal so you would be accelerating past the normally conceived let's say speed of light you hit the speed of light you move as fast as light moves. 
What do I mean by that? I mean by that is if you accelerated past the speed of light and a light activated next to you at the same exact time that you hit the speed of light, you'd be able to keep up with the spreading of the light. But then if you accelerated past the speed of light, you would be going faster than the light, which means you would reach places before the light could reach them. So you could achieve a speed faster than the light and accelerate to these speeds where you could like basically teleport to a new position, no time relative taken at all. In fact, possibly reversed slightly. Imagine the probabilities. If you could be from here to Mars in like a, like 10 seconds after hitting light speed. Oh, somebody's getting fucking pulled over. Oh, welcome to my apartment. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be witnessing somebody getting pulled over on the podcast tonight. But anyways, can you fucking imagine... Being able to hit speeds faster than the speed of light. Being able to get from here to Pluto in a matter of either minutes or seconds. Being able to get from here to other galaxies and you would only lose two hours of time, perhaps, depending on your speed. Because think about it, time is relative to speed, right? To those of you that say it's not, it fucking is. It's been proven, like, in a rainstorm even. When you move with the rate that the drops are falling and the drops are contacting you as they're falling, you get this amount of wet. If you move faster than the drops, like you're going to a wall of drops and they're all hitting you at different places all over your body, then how do you... How you, you get more wet exactly traveling through that. But if you can move, if the rain is falling and you can move 10 feet in an instant, all those drops that were falling that would have hit you moving at a regular speed would have still been way up in the air and you would have been somewhere dry before you even touched the rain. Therefore, you wouldn't get wet. Time is the water. Time is the water. Because if you, th- you think about it like this, The more you get hit by light, the more that you're sedentary, the more you're constantly in one place. You're not passing through anything. You're not moving through anything. And if you realize it, when you're not doing something, consciously doing something, when you're just sitting there zoning out, time can seem to pass by extremely fast. That's because you are sitting there in the rain, essentially, in time, not moving, not doing anything. So time is affecting you at a certain way, which is why time doesn't exist. Time is a concept invented by human beings to mark the passing of days, years, eons, and millennia. Time is relative because, think about it like this, with a picture, you can technically see through time. Now, to achieve time travel, Moving backwards would be nearly impossible because there is no backwards. That moment where I said that the first time in this podcast, that speech I gave about rain, that now that you've listened to it, you can go back and listen to it, which is a form of rewinding, but not truly traveling through time. That's simply moving a playback in a state, in a static state back to a previous loading point. That's not moving through time. That's not what I mean by this. What I mean by this is that moment, that light that was hitting me, 
that bird that was flying right there, the certain molecules of air that were floating above my skin have now moved. Things are changing. New light is being generated and hitting me and being reflected or absorbed by my black shirt. Being reflected by my white socks. And that light hitting you is marking a passage of time in a way because you're consistently reflecting. You're consistently doing something. Something is occurring to you. Now, I'm not saying if you go into a dark room and sit there, time's going to pass by or not pass by at all. There is still a certain amount of light, even in pitch blackness, as we've proven scientifically. The only place that is completely devoid of light and therefore may possibly be able to manipulate the fabric of or void out time completely is the inside of a black hole where all light is absorbed. But even then, if all light is absorbed, that means the light is still entering, which means time is still passing. Because, I mean, think about it like this. Think about it in this relative of a manner, right? In this this certain mannerism that I, I want you to picture in your head right now. If you are faster than time, how can time affect you? If you are moving, you could move forward through time. Certainly, you could move forward through time through manipulation of light and manipulation of certain other variables that would play a part in time travel, such as the speed of the area around you that you are manipulating, the speed of the atoms. To go back in time, you would have to put them back to like an amazingly cold state that you would never be able to reach to the point that you could generate some sort of reverse friction, basically. Which is crazy to think about, right? You would have to reverse the ethic flow. I don't even know if that's the correct word, but I'm, I'm coining that right now as part of my theory. You would have to reverse the ethical flow of time, which is the continuous forward momentous time that we imagine in our heads. You have to manipulate that into a reverse state to be able to move backwards through it. But even then, if you can move forwards in time, for example, like we're moving forwards in time right now, there's a timer that's timing, it's moving, it's 1429, 1430. I am moving forward through time because I am doing something. I continuously interacting in the world around me in some way. There's no way for me to go back in time, back to 1430. You know what I mean? Without some sort of amazing metaphysical reaction that is still hybrid theory that doesn't really exist in this world but it also it exists and it doesn't exist it exists because it's an idea it's a thought it's a process it doesn't exist because there's no practical physical way to manipulate time in such a manner that you would move backwards through it now a lot of people have prophesized that with like oh you know technology being what it is or Oh, this being what it is, or this being what it is, or this existing. Like, yeah, okay, cool. There's a factor of things exist, yes. But then there's the factor of it exists only in the mind, not in the physical realm, not as of yet. The technology hasn't been discovered. Just like moving forward through time, which is a whole different concept. Moving forward through time is accelerating faster than the speed of light. Because if light hasn't hit something yet, if there's no light present in any way, shape, or form, 
then that item doesn't exist. If it is still pure blackness on the edge of existence right before light hits it, and you are there before light, to the perceived mind, you will have moved forward through time. Because you will be in a place at that moment that you weren't the moment before, therefore you move through time or aka teleported, move somewhere faster than the speed of light and in a way that you reached that location before light did so that by the time it was perceivable, you were already physically in that location. The problem with more moving forwards or backwards through time as well is there's no way to chart how far the Milky Way has moved through the universe in millions of millions of years across space travel because of the sheer size of the milky way we don't know if it's in some sort of static orbit we don't know if we're continuously moving through the universe at a certain speed there's probably calculable ways or something that's been figured out but nothing to my knowledge that actually plays a practical role in how it all functions so let's say you want to move back to like the cretaceous period and you get in your time machine and you move backwards through time Earth would not be in the same place relative in the universe and you would just teleport back to empty space because you wouldn't be able to calculate Earth's exact position like 16 million years ago and track it to that spot knowing you land on dry land, not like up in the air or down below sea level. And We have maps of what the world we think it looked like, but we don't know for sure exactly what it looked like. Now, what happens if you spawn back there? There's like you know, a crocodile. You get out of your time machine, you get eaten by the crocodilia, and there's probably like a hundred thousand time machines hidden somewhere in like the Earth's crust from people that have tried to travel back to time periods before even remembrance, who managed to somehow nail it in a world where that theory has been proven as fact and you can teleport and being able to try to map the Earth's crust. Well, obviously, if you teleport into the ground or inside of a mountain, you would suffocate. Not to mention the force of your impact with that much energy being released at once to return the molecules around you to a stable state of fluctuating back in time, so to speak, you would create something equal to like a billion nuclear bombs going off at once, one for every atom surrounding you because the force that you would be releasing, the pent up energy inside of those atoms would be so much that it would detonate all of the ones around you and destroy whatever part of the world you were moving into. Now, be that as it may, I'm going to take another hit of the bong before we get into moving forward through time yet again. Now, moving forward through time. Moving forward through time is a matter of perception, as I've already described. Moving forward through time, you can potentially move to a place that is in the future. Now, would it be safe to move a million years in the future? No, for the same reason that moving a billion years in the past would be stupid. You don't know where Earth is at that point in time or what is around you or what you're landing on top of because animals are constantly moving. Plants are consistently growing and dying in places. You can guess that there'd be a forest somewhere, but like there's no real way to know exactly where you would land would be a safe location and wouldn't be hundreds of feet off of the ground. Because you can be like, oh, well, this is obviously the bottom of a tree. Maybe that's the bottom of the tree that you perceive where the roots are much lower in the ground or some sort of tree that grew, I don't know, underground, inside a mountain, on mountainsides, cliff faces. You'd be like, oh, well, I'll land 10 feet from the tree and then you fall 10 miles to the ground and die. <clears throat> There's no real practical way to do these things. Moving forward in time, 10 minutes 
if I know exactly how fast the Earth is rotating currently and how far we're moving through the universe currently, and I move 10 minutes in the future, even looking at the patch of grass over there would be like the safest place to try to teleport to. If the Earth is spinning and I move through time into the future 10 minutes, and every I would have to calculate everything. Earth's motion, my motion, the line that I'm going in, the motion of the universe, the Milky Way. I could still end up either in empty dark space or I would end up instead of going into the grass that's like right in front of here, I would end up in like, I don't know, inside the laundry building because if the Earth moves at that rate, that is how far the laundry building, the entire Earth would spin and I would be closer to the laundry building than closer to the grassy spot that I was trying to lay on. There's a whole lot of calculations and math and shit that has to go into it. Then you apply that to interstellar space travel. Again, in theory, it works. In practicality and practice, it doesn't exist. It's never been done. Nobody has ever tried such a thing. But if you could do all the measurements, you could map everything out. You could figure out warp speeds and things like that relative to time. It would be incredible because... That would open up a whole new world of possibilities involving space exploration, involving moving forward with our expansion out into the universe. Technology would advance at an astounding rate because we would discover new resources, new things. Scientists would be experimenting with stuff. We might unleash some sort of alien biotechnical disease on the Earth. Androids and AI might take over, which AI is getting scary, by the way, but the Minecraft President's videos is hilarious like you would be pushing towards a future that would be either dark and endless or bright and full of opportunity but none of that is going to happen until we take care of the planet that we have now because if we don't even have a way on earth to get along as countries could you imagine interplanetary warfare there would have to be so many treaties made there would have to be no more countries just earth but that will never happen. We can't all just agree to disagree because everybody wants to be right, especially those with the power to make themselves right. For example, if there is another planet nearby Earth, let's say hypothetically, like you could see it in our night sky and you could travel there. Like if another planet was that close to Earth that was habitable and let's say Earth fixed itself, got itself together, got rid of all like differences, just everyone could agree to disagree. And the people that went to the other planet, let's say the first few colonizers were, I don't know, any particular religion with like a monotheistic view versus the earth that is now dedicated to science with the understanding that people all have different faiths. But this other planet is all people of one faith and they think we're wrong and they want to force us to agree with what they agree with. Interplanetary warfare would be amazingly devastating compared to fighting on earth imagine us going up against a whole nother planet of people just as smart as us just as tactical as us and just as dedicated as us it would be terrible it would be something that i don't even want to imagine and i'd be amazed if like aliens didn't fucking intervene and fucking come down here and be like yo knock this shit off like we're not that's not what we're about in space or if we all just you know discovered like a true sort of peace, like some sort of absolution between every human being on the planet. Which again, probably never going to happen. I mean, come on, we're talking about the whole world. Just look at the United States with the Democrats and Republicans. 
that's a whole other thing too. You have to come up with a whole new set of laws, a whole new set of rules for another planet and just hope that everybody obeys them. And if we discover interstellar space travel, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know what our weapons would be like. Because you know human beings. You know our need for protection. You know our need for armaments. Being able to defend ourselves in case there's some unknown threat out there in the universe. And we happen to have the technology that is what can bring them down. Cue any Us versus Aliens movie and introduce the 12-gauge shotgun to an alien. There you go. Like, matter is still matter, and if it's matter, it splatters. But, like, imagine we go up against, like, a technological enemy that is entirely, like, cybernetic and, like, technology-based. Would the best weapon against that be a super soaker? I don't know. Like, the, the possibilities are really endless. Or, like, let's say we come across an energy-based being that you can't hurt it. Nothing we do works. Wow, you can't fight that. They would devastate us. Or they'd be, like, we'd fight for a while. We'd find something that works on them. And then, like, there would be some sort of, like, absolution between us and another alien race. It's crazy. There's so many different possibilities, guys. But the whole point is, like, we won't attain another world until we attain peace on this world. And if we can figure out how to fully use Earth without damaging Earth, i.e. solar power, wind power, safe power generation, cut back on harmful mining practices, cut back on the amount of deforestation, hell, I'd be okay if people wanted to come down to this desert and turn it into some sort of, like, super oasis, like, make the weather better with a weather machine, you know, stimulate some rain, plant some more trees out here, like actual trees, instead of palm trees everywhere. Like, I wouldn't complain if we could turn every livable place on earth into a very habitable zone something safe something like that like manipulating the weather everyone's like oh my god it's terrible but fuck that i live in a desert if y'all can make it fucking like 75 degrees here year round and like colder in the winter obviously but like 70 if you can make us have like really really fucking good weather the weather out here is beautiful when the weather out here is beautiful would it alter the landscape in a bunch of ways? Yes, but we've already done that anyway by building like massive apartment complexes like the one that I live in. Or building the city of Los Angeles. Just, there you go, right there, the city of LA. There it is. Like, there are so many things that could change that would be either beneficial in the beginning and fuck it up long term, or just stay beneficial. And there's no way to know until we get to that point where we achieve some sort of rough equality with earth man that was some hippie shit guys i'm sorry i just went on a big random like like space fucking opera there preaching to you guys for a little bit about space in the beginning i was scientific then i got into like conflict then i got into exploration time travel ever fucking weird shit tonight anyways those are my stoner thoughts on space and time part two you guys have a good one. I'll talk to you all in the next episode.